Okay, good morning, everybody. Everybody's well. Happy Wednesday. Hope everyone's doing great. I want to begin with a thank you. A special thank you to Donna Wexler. Um, over the over the break, I got a gift for no reason. She just sent me a gift because she was being gracious. Thank you, Donna. And she got me a book, which is one of my favorite gifts to get. And it was a book on coffee, which I don't even know how to, like, my worlds are, are exploding. Thank you, Donna. Much, much appreciated. We've been talking about the trap. The trap. You know what the hard part about the trap is? Is that it's being set unwittingly and unknowingly. We think that sometimes the challenges that we have come from the bad acts. Not necessarily. Sometimes it comes from good bad, good intentions. It's just or people that don't realize. In this case, the very part of how we learn, which is an incredible thing that God gave us, I'm like, think about it. Like, neuroplasticity is the greatest gift ever. It means anything really is possible. If you orient yourself and are enough information, that's how growth happens. That's how change happens. Like, can you imagine? Like, our brain could be fixed. Our brain could be could be sort of baked in what we can what we can do to learn new things and do new things. I mean, it's the greatest gift ever. So you would never think in a million years that it is your own brain that's setting up the trap for your failure. But it is. Why? Because how your brain learns. By orienting information and by getting excited about new information, which is a really another great gift we delve into new subjects. And what happens is, is that, especially if you're far away from your goal, right, the initial entree point shows results. Usually, right? Let's use physical examples. Although you know if you've been here long enough, that's like the lowest end of the totem pole, right? But either way, just easy to talk about. If you're training to run a long distance and you've never ran in your life and you have a New Year's resolution to run so Jan 1 or Jan 3 you ran on the treadmill let's say you can't even run, you walked on the treadmill and you did it every day 20 minutes a day okay Jan 10 a little easier maybe Jan 17, easier. Jan 20, easier. Right? That first few weeks of doing anything allows your mind to orient around the running, your body, its ability to run, you're orienting your body, and you feel good about it. You feel like you're doing something, and it's getting a little bit better. The distance between day one and day 20 where you feel like you've grown an enormous amount it's still exciting it's still new it's still fresh you have new stuff and you're growing and as soon as you start hitting that stride as soon really as you start hitting the stride of I'm getting a little bit better every single day. 
at some point what happens is is you stop picking low-hanging fruit. You stop getting past the stuff that, yeah, you went from like a couch potato to running. So, yeah, if you do it every day for two weeks, you're going to be a little bit better. You're doing a new practice. You're doing a new ritual. You're, doing a, you're learning a new subject. You're starting a new relationship. Whatever it is you're doing, yeah, if you're far from it, which is why you're probably doing it, the distance that you feel from the goal, that first month will probably like it. That's like the easy stuff. It's like a friend of mine who uh, was, you know, in need of, of a, you know, a food overhaul, right? Had like a real moment when his doctor told him that like, either you step it up or you're going to have some serious issues. So like, he cut out like soda and like cookies, right? So, yeah, if like you want to be healthy and you're drinking multiple cans of soda every day and you're pounding cookies and you cut out soda and cookies, you're going to lose some weight. But downing soda and having tons of cookies is low-hanging fruit, right? You can't compare that to somebody who is like, really trying to lose weight and is eating healthy and eating clean right the beginning of any journey starts with the stuff that is lower I'm not saying it's easier I'm saying you begin to see a certain momentum early on now watch this since your brain is neuroplastic what do you get used to what becomes the new trigger? What happens is, is that along the way of, let's take in this example, losing weight, you start to trigger not eating and losing. You start to trigger getting on the treadmill and running a little bit further. You start to trigger reading and knowing. You start to trigger things that never had a connection before because you didn't engage in this before. And so you start to get a certain expectation that when I engage in this activity, I'm going to get a benefit from it. I'm going to get a pop. Right? I put the coin in the machine, I'm going to get a toy. I get on the treadmill, I'm going to go further. I watch what I eat and I keep on losing ounces I keep on making phone calls. I keep on having positive reinforcements in my relationship. I keep on going to some spiritual practice. I keep on praying or keep on studying. And I feel amazing or I feel connected or I feel deeply connected to something deeper than me. You see that? Along the way to orient your brain around the thing that what you're doing, your brain creates a second layer, which is, there's a trigger between action and benefit. Action and benefit. And then something happens. And here is the trap. You wake up one morning and you do the action, but you see no benefit. No benefit. You run and you feel like you're going backwards. 
you watch yourself and you get on the scale and you gain weight you read and you're like waiting for the pages to be over you go to pray and you feel like God is only further from you you with me this happened to you before the trap your brain created a trigger a connection between the action and the benefit and then one day you're doing the actions and you're seeing no benefit you're not seeing any growth you're not seeing any enjoyment that you had just a few days earlier you're not seeing how this all connects the action that you're putting in is not delivering returns you're investing your time and your money and your effort but you're not getting anything for it here here's when everybody gives up this is it right here here's when everybody gives up these are the moments where we start saying to ourselves maybe I shouldn't maybe this is stupid what am I doing I don't know I've been doing something for a month and every day or every other day it feels amazing or I see growth or after a certain time I could see the benefit of my actions and one day I wake up I don't see it anymore and then what clicks in is the patience what's taking so long what's wrong with you it's not working this is ridiculous what are you doing aren't you exhausted this didn't work last year don't you have something to do today this, I can't believe she said this. You're too overwhelmed to do this. It's too exhausting to do this. You're too tired. You're too this. You're too old. You're too young. It's not going to work. It would have worked already. It would have worked already. I don't know what's wrong with you, but it shouldn't be working. It should be working. It for sure should be working. Here's where the voice comes in. Our favorite amazing voice that says, Oh, stop it. Can you please just stop it? I told you it wasn't going to work. Because if it'd be working, you'd be seeing results. And if you're not seeing results, it ain't working. What are you going to wait? How long? Forever? Patience. This is what happens. It's not discipline. You got enough in the tank. You got enough in there. What we're missing is the patience. And at that moment, there's like a little trigger. That goes, oh, you're right. I should have seen it. Should have been here already. Should have been able to do this already. I've been at this for six weeks. Why am I, why am I not hitting my ideal weight? Why am I not feeling more connected to, to, to God? Why am I not more proficient in my job? Why haven't why isn't my my company turning around? Why isn't this relationship turning around? Why aren't my kids lining up like soldiers to do everything that I say? I've been reading a book every single I have charts and I have 
candies and prizes and I don't understand what's going on here took my kid here and did this and that I went here I got involved you see phase one if you can stick it through if you go deeper than like things that you don't really want to do but you have to do if, you, if you're actually doing a ritual that's based on the want to want phase one should work should work like just the momentum alone that comes along with it should be enough and then the excitement and then the feeling of progress which then only leads to more emotion which then only leads to more excitement which only leads to more progress that's what phase one looks like now if you have the ritual that's against the goal that you never want to do in the first place but you feel guilty not saying it so you say it forget it then you're out you didn't even start the game but if you really dug down to something you really wanted to do and you really thought of a ritual that wasn't going to overwhelm your life and you really moved 1% and you really tried to hold on for a few days, usually you can last a few weeks. For some people it's two, some people it's six or eight. But at some point, everybody hits the wall. Everybody at some point says, I don't see benefit. You know why? Because what's happening is your brain is solidifying now. Imagine like it was digging in the beginning and the momentum you were feeling was the digging and digging and digging. And now it's solidifying. It's got it's got the pipes. It just has to wait for it to, you know, it's like when you if you would like if you're playing with like clay Right? You're laying and laying and laying and you're laying, and now the clay has to slowly, slowly solidify. It's fun to paint, but you got to watch it dry, and it's got to slowly, slowly solidify. What's happening is at some point in your brain and your body is that it's achieving the goals. It's just that it becomes invisible to you because it's solidifying. Your body adapts around the exercise, so it's not having the same impact that it had in the beginning. Your brain is adapting to the information, and so it doesn't, it doesn't feel as exciting because it's hearing things again and again. You're connecting to something deeper, so that initial feeling of excitement starts to go away. What's happening is you're solidifying the relationship that's daily, no matter what, even if you don't feel it. The information that you've heard once or twice or ten times before that's just getting so strong that it's going to become it's going to become automatic soon. You're shifting, and shifting, you're losing some of that feeling that results. And so here, here is where the patience clicks in. All right, we'll talk about this. All right, everybody, have a great day. God's up. I can't wait. Can't wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day. Living on a lifeline, the world doesn't ever seem to change. Looking for the sunshine, but you're caught up in the rain. It's like your eyes are wide open, but you cannot see. You're watching life pass you by like one, two, three. Walking in destruction, the winds of life blur your vision. All the devastation forever feels like you're on the run. It's time. No one else can set you free, you're locked inside, and only you have got the key.